And now it's time for the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, on ESPN UP. Here's your host, Blake Froling. What's going on, Marquette? Welcome into the Sports Pen on ESPN UP. Blake Froling, we've got Kellen Buddy from ABC 10 in studio. I don't think I've been more nervous for an episode <laughs> in quite some time. This is going to be fun. It's going to be a, it's for gonna be a real blast. So if you don't remember, last week we talked about how we were going to play golf at Sage Run, mm-hmm. which we did over the weekend. And the loser of our match would have to eat a pepper live on air and then do a segment while eating the pepper. Correct. So This, this isn't a jalapeno pepper either. No, this is a cayenne mm-hmm. pepper. And I lost. So I will be eating a cayenne pepper live on air while also trying to host and continue a segment. <sighs> yeah. It's going to be fun. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. I, I feel a little bad. No, you um, don't. Well, I mean, in a sense, I do. I've been playing golf, you know, very poorly this year. I've beaten you before this you year. You have. You have. So, I, you know, we thought it was close. And then, you know, not to brag, but I kind of just went out there and shot my personal best. You did. and uh, It was a perfect storm. Yeah. I was about three holes in, and the realization set in that I was going to lose. That's how oh, quick really? it was. Oh, really? It was that quick? Yep. I really? Could, I just had a bad feeling. Well, I was, I was three over through. I was two over through three holes. Yeah, but it was just, I just wasn't feeling it personally. And then mm. you went on the run. It was just, oh, the pepper. Yeah. So Everything was working. Yeah, for so you. I, I feel like I, I feel like I hustled you a little bit. You did hustle me. But uh, it was an accidental hustle. Mm. Okay. If, if that means I don't anything, think there is any consolation. No such thing. So that's coming in our last segment. So you'll have to stay tuned for that. We'll also have video of it. Mm-hmm. So we'll post that on our Facebook and Twitter pages at the end of the show. Stay tuned for that. We will also give our post-trade deadline predictions for division winners, wildcard winners for the MLB. Uh, I've got a tip for the Tigers, what they should be doing now. Uh, a little spoiler, I'm not going to be picking the Tigers in either one of these. Oh, I don't you're know not? about you. Okay. So. All right. I, I know might, you might be disappointed. I might have to make some changes yeah. then, I suppose. Probably. Okay. Fo- football's back. <laughs> yes. Congratulations. We made it. Yes. Feels good. High five. And <laughs> also, we have Tiger versus Phil. That is set. That match. We'll give you the details. Make our way too early predictions. Start first, though, with a much much more serious and important story that everybody has probably heard by now surrounding Urban Meyer, head coach for Ohio State football. Uh, it was revealed from Brett McMurphy in a Facebook post, uh, an article he doesn't have anywhere to write, that he knew about the domestic violence allegations against his former wide receivers coach, Zach Smith, and didn't do anything about it. He knew about it in 2015, allegedly, and failed to report it, failed to tell anybody about it, make any action about it, could have fired him, did not. And then at this year's Big Ten uh, football media days, he flat out denied any knowledge of it whatsoever. Now this comes out, he already fired Zach Smith, probably too late. He was put on administrative leave. What do you make of all of this, especially once these allegations come out, texts have come out, uh, the wife, Courtney, has come out and talked to Stadium? What do you make of all of this? I mean, there's just really no... I mean, there's no right answer, really, except that 
somebody's in the wrong. No, no one's winning in this situation. I mean, you don't have, like, concrete evidence of that Urban Meyer knows, but all signs are pointing to that. You know, the text messages between Courtney and, and Shelly, Urban's wife, and just everything... I don't know. I, I'm 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 at a loss of words right now because I can't really wrap my head around how big of a deal this is and and what to make of this whole situation. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Courtney said uh, in in the article and interview that all the coaches' wives knew. Uh, they all did every single one. That was her quote. So Urban deserves some heat because his wife knew. If your wife knows, you probably know. Yeah that that was that was something that's been kind of going around. It's like. A, either Urban knew about this whole thing and lied about it, or just it was hidden so well that there's no way he knew about it, which if you really think about that, that seems highly unlikely right. that and he didn't know about that. I feel like that would also reflect negatively on him because he re- he's responsible for the program. Exactly. And if You're things expected like that to go- be in charge. Right. So if you don't know what's going on, what kind of control do you have over your program? Exactly. There's no accountability. But what I don't know if this is being talked about or not, but she says all the wives knew. So why is Urban the only one getting blamed for this? If all the assistant coaches' wives knew about it, why didn't any of the assistant coaches do anything about it? They're not being put on blast right now. And I understand... Urban gets most of the blame because he's the head football coach mm-hmm. and the CEO of the program, you could say. But it, the assistant coaches could have done something as well. They could have gone to Urban, and even if Urban stopped them, they could have gone up to the AD or the Title IX office or done something. I feel like they deserve part of this blame as well. Yeah, I mean, as soon as Zach Smith gets fired, obviously you know that something's up, something needs to be done, and obviously they just waited too long. This is This is something that happens all the time is, you know, Things aren't reported right away, and obviously there are reasons for that. But for something like this, it needs to be reported right away so that the situation can be handled. Mm-hmm. This, the same thing kind of happened when Urban was a coach down in, in Florida. There were some issues with Aaron Hernandez when he was playing there. He didn't do anything about that. He kind of turned his head and mm-hmm. just let everything slide. And so when you look at it that way, it's kind of like, oh, we're not really surprised that he has a this history. is happening again. Right. He has a history of it. And Courtney also said that she was pressured by family members on Zach's side not to call the police during incidents because it would ruin his career. She was she said she was pressured by the attorney that represented Urban and Ohio State not to press charges. She was pressured by uh, a former Ohio State coach not to say anything because it would harm the school and and harm the coach Zach Smith. And that just makes everybody look so bad. If your first instinct when you hear about something like this, an alleged domestic violence incident, and you say don't call the police because it'll hurt the 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 attacker and hurt his career, you're not worried about the victim at all. I mean that that paints Ohio State in such a bad light that even if Urban Meyer comes out clean on this, I mean the, the whole school. And the athletic department is going to have a black mark. Yeah, they're asking Courtney to take measures to kind of, I guess, protect Ohio State's reputation. And in the end, it's a lot worse for them now because mm-hmm. they hid all of this stuff, allegedly. You know, allegedly. Al- allegedly, they, they, you know, allegedly they're hiding it, and, and now it all comes out. And this looks, I don't know, 5, 10, 15 times worse on Ohio State's part than it would have if they had just come clean. Mm-hmm. Urban said at the Big Ten Media Days, quote, I was never told about anything. 
Never anything came to light. Never had a conversation about it. So I know nothing about it. I asked people back at the office to call and see what happened, and they came back and said they know nothing, end quote. But Courtney had text messages with the other wives that said that Urban did talk to Zach about it at some point, or it was implied that he talked to him. So uh, you don't know. It's it's almost uh, he said, she said, she said, he said, one you know, one or the other. I don't know what's going to happen. He's on administrative leave right now. Is this enough, do you think, to get him fired? I mean, yeah. I, it's a step in, uh, I guess, what you could say the right direction. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know why they're paying him. If, you know, if he knew about this and it's such a big deal, you know, maybe just put him on unpaid leave. You know, maybe that's a that's a better step in the right direction. But, uh, I mean, I I don't see why they would keep him on staff. He's due eight million dollars roughly per year. So if Ohio State fires him, they don't want to have to pay that. So they I feel like this is going to take a long time. I think this might drag into the season even. And that's going to be the question is. How long do you let this go? With so much money, they're going to do their due diligence because the school does not want to pay Urban Meyer $8 million if he actually did this. But at the same time, we can't, I don't think, just be judge, jury, and executioner right away. We have to see if there's any other facts, weigh them all, and then make our decisions. Yeah, I mean, everybody's going to have their opinion. They're going to have what they think happened. But, you know, there's really going to be no you know, solid facts. There's going to be no solid answer until this whole thing is over. What I'm really interested in seeing is if Urban is fired, you know, that this has been kind of another topic of discussion. Do other teams pick him up? That is going to be a really, really tough decision for a lot of programs. Would you do it if, you know, if you're, if you're an athletic director at a college or, or if you're a GM on an, on an NFL team as a head coach, to be my head coach, I would not hire him just because I don't think it would be worth the public relations backlash you would get from this. I, I He is a – strictly as a football coach, he is one of the best, mm-hmm. maybe of all time. But is it worth all the blowback that you're going to get, and rightfully so? I don't think so. I yeah, think if, I wouldn't do it. If he gets mm-hmm. fired, eventually he will get some kind of football job somewhere. Someone's going to say it's worth the risk if he goes to a smaller school or something. That doesn't make it right. I mean, look at Art Bryles, former coach for Baylor football. After they had the big scandal, he's coaching football in Italy right now. And I'm not saying that's going to happen to Urban Meyer, but it kind of shows that for some of these incidents, the football community kind of bands together and say – this guy doesn't deserve another job and he doesn't really need one based on all the money he's made but you know he's going to want one he's only in his mid 50s yeah too early to retire for him but right. i guess that he's got to have that option open mhm he has to mm-hmm. and uh it's also kind of ironic last year when all the i don't know if it was last year but when all the college basketball scandals came out with the agents and pays and the whole list of players that got money he was quoted as saying if you lie you can never coach again. Not a good look now. People are bringing that back up again. Yeah. I mean, definitely. if he lied, is he going to follow his own rule and never coach again? I would hope so. I don't think he would, though. <laughs> He's going to say, well, you know, it's completely different because I was talking about, not about basketball. Me. Right. He's talking about a different basketball sport. Basketball coaches. Yeah, basketball. You know, exactly. Oh, also, I would say if you are a Michigan State or Michigan fan or a fan of any college that hates Ohio State, I would never use this 
to try to brag about your program or bring down another program because we've seen it multiple times. This kind of thing happens everywhere, and if it hasn't happened to your particular school yet, it probably will at some point down the line. This is not something that you can joke about or use in a, I don't know, a bragging sense because it it transcends that. It's so much more important than just saying my football team is better than your team. Michigan State fans went through this already with football and basketball. Nobody wants to go through this. I wouldn't wish this on Ohio State, but it happened. So you have to kind of rise above that and understand what's really important here. Exactly. It's not necessarily about the rivalry. It's more about Urban Meyer is, I guess, kind of labeled as a bad dude. And so when this kind of happens again, it's just, you know, kind of driving in the, the stake or whatever the term is. I can't think of the term, but, you know, it's kind of solidifying the fact that, yeah, something's not right about this guy and maybe he shouldn't be coaching football. Mm-hmm. And, and this is part of, again, the, the Me Too movement moving into sports now. And it's a good thing because maybe even 10 years ago, this would have been completely swept under the rug or nobody mm-hmm. would have cared about it. And we would have never known about this. But this is so much on everybody's minds, and it's a good change that this is now coming out in sports. And that's why more coaches, more players nowadays are getting all of a sudden hit with these scandals. And it's a good thing because if you did something bad, tried to cover it up, it never works. Cover-ups never work. How many, how many schools and how many coaches have to go through something like this before they realize, hey, if something bad happens – you have to get out in front of it. Be honest about it. It's still bad. Your reputation will still take a hit, but not as much as if you try to cover up and then it comes out later. Exactly. Urban Meyer's job would not be in jeopardy at all if he had, you know, he fired Zach Smith. That was the right thing. But like you said, if he he had done it earlier and if he had, you know, solidified this no tolerance policy that he claims that he has on his team, this wouldn't have been an issue. You know, there would have been the court proceedings and all of that jazz, but this story would not be nearly as big as it is now. Right, because Urban cannot control all of his assistants 24-7. He should not be blamed if one of his assistants does something bad, but it's up to him to make sure that he takes the right steps, you know, a la firing him when this came out in 2015. Mm -hmm. And incidents went back as far as 2009 between these two. And if he knew about it, he should have done something, at least put him on you know, suspend him or put him on leave and have him get help or report this. So it's out there showing that he did what he should. And if a Title IX office or the court of law said that, you know, he was innocent, then maybe bring him back. But even then, it's still fishy. But you have to go through these proceedings instead of just trying to convince the wife not to report it because it's bad for his career yeah that's just not not a good look Mm -hmm. at all so i'm sure we'll be getting more details coming out breck Mm -hmm. mcburphy how about this guy gets laid off from espn and goes and breaks one of the biggest stories so far in the year oh my gosh yeah it was unbelievable i mean that's that is top-notch journalism you know you're unemployed and you're still working on something that you know you're passionate about and that you think could have a big effect on not only the sports world, but the entire country as a whole. I mean, that's just outstanding work Mm -hmm. for him. That's why journalism matters, Mm -hmm. right? People always just throw around fake news, but this is hard reporting journalism, sports journalism, investigative, that is so important and keeps powerful people in check. That's what journalism was meant to do. Exactly. And it's working here. So 
we'll see what happens with Meyer. I'm sure there will be plenty more to play out until from now until maybe the season starts. In the meantime, we've got more here on the Sports Ben. We'll talk some baseball, make our predictions for our playoff teams now that we kind of know the hierarchy of things, the trade deadline has come and gone. We'll make our picks after this year on the Sports Ben. To the sports pen. Here's Blake Froling. We're in the home stretch in the baseball season. We're gonna make our picks here on the sports pen. Blake Froling, Kellen Buddy, with you here. Before we get to our picks, I just wanted to get to a couple quick things with the Brewers and Tigers. First of all, now that we're kind of past where all the big moves are gonna be made, I think the Tigers need to shake a couple of things up. Namely, which we have talked about before, I think it's time for Nick Castellanos to move to first base. It should have happened a while ago. It should happen now. And the argument was, well, he's going to be terrible at first. It's going to hurt the team. He just switched to the outfield. You know, you're going to make him switch again. Well, the season's already lost, which, I mean, we knew at the beginning, but it's official now. Oh, yeah. And if you look at their first baseman, you have Jim Adusi, who's an outfielder, and you have John Hicks, who's a catcher. So you don't even have a natural first baseman on your roster. So that's not an excuse either Well, where you're saying, well, we have a guy who was brought up as first baseman. Why wouldn't we play him? You don't have one right now with Miguel Cabrera out for the season. So that excuse is out the window. I don't see how it could get any worse at this point fielding-wise for the Tigers if you move him to first and you've got so many outfield prospects that are either ready now or will be ready at next year. You have Kristen Stewart. You have Mike Gerber, who's already up with the team. Daz Cameron is in double A. He's knocking on the door. He'll probably be ready next year. Uh, you have so many other guys that are just hovering around there trying to get a spot. Why not give him a, a try at first base? This is the time when the games don't mean anything. This is the time to experiment, not next year or the year after. That wouldn't be the time to try it for the first time when the games actually matter. Exactly. I mean, there seems to be this common denominator of log jams in, in Detroit sports when you at least have a farm system. You know, the same thing's kind of going on in Detroit. Why aren't they putting these players in the outfield positions when they can play them? And exactly, they don't have that first base mm -hmm. position, which I think is it's just it's it's almost hilarious that, you know, they haven't really tried to you know, maneuver Castellanos kind of around the infield and, and kind of see where he can fit besides on the left side of the field. Right, exactly. Try something different. Mm -hmm. and put him at catcher. Put him at catcher. Put him on the mound. Yeah. Well, we've, we've, I'm surprised we <laughs> haven't seen more position players pitch for the Tigers. Yeah, you know, that They haven't been fun. really have any of those 20-to-1 blowouts yet. Yeah, no, no Nationals, Mets no. style. Oh, my gosh. That was funny. That was embarrassing. I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, yeah, and then... They have Victor Reyes mm -hmm. playing the Rule 5 pick, who, by the rule, you have to keep him in the majors, and if you send him down, you have to offer him back to the team who lost him first, which I think was the Padres. Victor Reyes is not good. He's okay in the field, but he cannot hit. He's taking away a spot from one of those outfielders that we mentioned, 
where you could keep Castellanos in right if you want to, take Reyes out and have a guy like Gerber play more often or Kristen Stewart give him a chance. It doesn't matter if they fail. The season's over. They just need practice reps, major league reps. I think guys learn quicker in the majors than they do in AAA and AA when they're just dominating that after a while when you're playing against lesser competition it doesn't help your growth yeah exactly it's not doing them any good to just be you know sitting on the bench and you know not even playing not even stepping onto the Mm -hmm. field except for you know warm-ups and stretches on the line you know that doesn't do them any good they need to get out there and get experience right so i don't know if this is ever going to happen but i'd like it out there a guy can dream right i can dream Mm -hmm. we can dream i don't know garden hires He's been kind of stubborn with some things. He's starting to relent a little bit in terms of where Victor Martinez plays. He's been playing a little less often, but not much. Moving him down the order. He should be out of the lineup, but that's probably not going to happen. Just a little disappointed. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't know where I, th- I thought he. You know, I thought they brought him in because of his open mindedness and and, willing, right. and willingness to experiment with some of the pieces that they have. They've got the pieces. They just need to put them in the right place. Mm-hmm. And in Garden Hires, just not really. Not really open to that anymore, which is a bit disappointing. Speaking of being creative, just a quick side note. After the trade deadline, the Tampa Bay Rays did not have a starting pitcher on their 25-man roster. I saw that. They traded all of them. That was fun. That is – talk about getting creative. Yeah. Like bullpen day every day. Exactly. Can you imagine if, if, if they just had – instead of having five starting pitchers, we're just going to have 12 relievers. 13 relievers and we're just going to shuffle through them every single day yeah imagine not having played more than three innings in your professional career and all Mm. of a sudden you're expected to go five plus and allow like four hits maximum maddening i can't i couldn't imagine also with the brewers i'm starting to get a good feeling about them even though they lost last night it's it was extras it was extra Mm -hmm. innings this whole series has been fun against the dodgers that's a potential playoff matchup right there that wild card dscs you know, that was a nice preview. They've tied the season series already. They've been going punch for punch, essentially. I think that could be a preview of what we see to come. And I've become getting more and more confident in the Brewers. If you look at the lineup they put out there, it was exciting. It was fun. They had hitters one through six, at least, with your seven, eight guys you could interchange and then the pitcher. I mean, that's that's a dangerous lineup with a great bullpen. Yeah, exactly. I mean... They kind of came out of nowhere. That that rebuild took not nearly as long as I think many people thought it would. You know, I, I, I was lucky enough to cover the Brewers when I was in college, and when I was there, council had just started, and I was like, oh, man, this team's going to – it's going to take a while for them to kind of get to where they need to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, less than four years later, here they are. They're fighting for a playoff spot in, you know, in a highly contested NL Central with the Cubs, and I think that matchup – you know whether or not they're playing each other that that race for that top spot in the division is absolutely electric and i'm excited for that going forward you know what else helps the brewers going down the stretch i believe their final games of the season are against the tigers oh so that's three easy wins is that in detroit or milwaukee milwaukee oh so that's i mean you got to figure if they're one game back or something three wins right there most likely just, just looking ahead a little bit. Okay. So, they don't, they don't play the Cubs in the last weekend, unfortunately. But I mean, that's that's got to be a major win. Just a little uh, beyond the numbers here. You got to look at. Okay. Yeah, you're you're thinking ahead. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Right. All right. Let's look now that the trade deadline is passed. 
We're going to make our predictions. All right. And once the playoffs start, I will bring up these predictions, see how we did. Great. We have accountability on this show. <laughs> You're holding me accountable for my poor golfing, and we're, I'm going to hold you accountable. I, I wouldn't call it poor. Mine was just really good. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. So It's a way to make both of us look better. Okay. Okay. We'll go division by division. <laughs> I think the AL is 100 times easier to predict than the NL. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's extremely clear cut. Mm-hmm. I'll let you go first, AL East. Got to go Boston. <laughs> I mean, Dave Dombrowski is uh, – I, I tweeted this a few days ago. Dave Dombrowski, GM-wise, is the Steve Eisenman of Detroit sports. He left the city of Detroit, and all of a sudden he's making big moves in, in Boston or, or you know his, his other team, and all of a sudden they're a favorite to win – you know, that league's championship, it's its unbelievable the moves he's made. You know, picking up Kinsler last week, and uh, I, I don't want to even watch Boston. Because with all those Tigers? With all of those Tigers. It's, it's just like, I don't know. <laughs> who's going who's gonna to beat them? Who D- is going to beat them? David Price, Ian Kinsler, J.D. Martinez. I feel like there was another one on there. Yeah, I feel like that too. Uh... Should have looked up their roster. That's but all right. At least those guys. Oh, Rick Porcello. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's on there as well. So does that make you want them? I feel like some people would root for them because of all the former Tigers on there, though. I mean, as painful as I it wouldn't, is. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so because, you know, like with JV, when he got traded to Houston, I was like, I want Houston to win the World Series. Mm-hmm. They did. I was super excited about that. But it's not like, it's not like Porcello and, and Kinsler and, and J.D. Martinez – basically gave their lives to the city of Detroit playing baseball. They True. had they had decent careers there, but you know, nothing to like some, like would like if you know, if Kinsler went into the Hall of Fame, he wouldn't go as a Tiger. No. If Martinez went into the Hall of Fame, he might go as a Tiger, but his career is still a bit too young to I feel to, like he's got some that. great years ahead of him with the Red Sox. Exactly. Exactly. So it's you're you, when you're thinking of it that way, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not really rooting for Boston. Okay. I I liked them back in 04 when they were the Cinderella team. But, yeah, I think my love for Boston sports has kind of faded. Yeah, I think the Yankees, they're about five and a half back right now. A little too far back. They'll probably make the playoffs, obviously, but no division. I'm going Red Sox as well. I think that's pretty easy. AL Central. Indians. Really? That's (laughs) shocking. Oh, hot take of the year. Yeah, uh, we don't even have to waste time on that. Yeah. It's such a sad division. Only team in the division with a winning record. Could go down as one of the worst of all time, too, yes. in terms of combined winning percentage. It could. So. That would be um, go Tigers. Yes. Okay, AL West. AL West. This is uh, definitely – it's kind of close. It's kind of close. You've got Houston in the lead, and then you know Seattle's kind of you know chasing them a little bit. I, I think the safe pick here is Houston. But, you know, they're, they're still some – Not going to go out on a limb? Not going to go out on a limb. Uh, still some factors, I, I think, but um, Houston's, I think, in the best position. Yes, to win that division. they're in the driver's seat. They're by far the deepest team. Yeah. They're going to win this division. They're probably going to pull away in the final month or so. It's closer now. I think they're going to pull away. So now we have our two wild cards. So you have to give them in order, not just pick the teams. In order? In order. Your first and second wild card. First yeah. and second wild card. Oh, geez. Um,. Oh, this is tough. Come on now. Uh, Angels? Angels? Okay. Wow. And 
Come on now. Twins. You just picked the twins? I picked the twins. I'm locking that in because those are two awful picks. I know. I'm sorry. You forget about the Yankees? Yeah. That's not good. I did. They're going to win 100 games, and you just said they're going to lose out to the twins. Yep. Okay. I mean, you can't go back now. (sighs) That's just... I'm sorry, but I... I kind of feel a little embarrassed for you right now. Not good. Not good. You, you choked under the pressure, I think it's fair to say. I did. New York has a six-game lead over everybody else. Yeah, thanks. Angels are nine and a <laughs> half back. The Twins are 13 and a half back. So you're, you're banking on a miracle right here. Mike Trout's going to come out of nowhere. Watch this. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm not going to pick those teams. Really? I'm picking <laughs> the Yankees. Okay. And maybe a little bit of surprise, the Athletics. Okay. Instead of the Mariners. They're tied right now. The reason I like the Athletics, run differential. All right? Athletics, plus 51 in run differential right now. And if you look at the Mariners, they're minus nine. What does that tell you? They're getting lucky. And they're winning close games. I think they're going to regress a little bit. So I like the A's. I think the A's also have one of the best records, or or they have the most wins when they're trailing after seven innings. Interesting. So they've got that clutch gene. Mm -hmm. They've got that comeback stuff. Yep. I didn't think about that when I made my picks. They could be getting some late additions, too, at the waiver deadline. Yeah, there's another deadline in baseball. There is. Mm -hmm. They're getting a lot of production from these no-name guys, too. Their bullpen has been surprisingly good, so... I'm like, I like the athletics. I'm, I'm talking myself more into it. Okay. So I just dunked all over you on that one. You, you did. That's, can, we, can we, like, do this over? No. Too late. This is what radio does. All right. Let's go to the NL. Maybe Great. you can redeem yourself. NL East. This is tough. This is really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, Each division in the NL is way more competitive. Yeah. I, I don't know. I... It's uh, it's it's really easy to say that like the Phillies are going to win the division, but you never know because they're only a half game up. Yep, Phillies half game up of the Braves. Nationals are five games back. I kind of like the Braves here. I think. Okay. Any reasoning for that, or are you just gonna? They've just been making they've I've, they've made some pretty decent moves. Um, you know, leading up to the leading up to the deadline, and, and we talked about this before. You know, they're they're somehow a team that went from you know oh not really in contention to oh we're in win now mode they're kind of one of the surprises of this year i think they might be one of those teams very surprising and uh i did not even expect them to be close to where they are right now uh they got kevin gossman starting pitcher to help out with them and and even if the phillies or the pirates miss the playoffs this year i mean they're still going to be just as good they're kind of like the braves or the the brewers were last year Built for the future, contending now still. I'm going to pick the Braves as well. Okay. You could also go back to that run differential. They have a better run differential than the Phillies. Okay. You no, know, Gabe Kapler's doing some weird things with the analytics and whatnot. I don't trust it right now. So I'm going Braves. Can't. Yeah. NL Central. This one's fun. Mm-hmm. This one's fun. I, I like the Brewers. Okay. I like the Brewers. Um, I think this whole you Darvish situation with the Cubs is... You know, it may not be that big of a deal, but I think it's enough to kind of get that team, I guess, a little off its keister a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think I think the Brewers are a bit more, I guess, unified and consistent 
when it comes to, you know, storylines and, and, and clubhouse rumors and all of that stuff. And, you know, they don't have to be just good. You know, you've got to be connected as a team as well. And I think, you know, what's going on with you, Darvish, and the Cubs is a little bit of a red flag. Yeah, uh, I think, though, you have to kind of look at the intangibles of this. If both teams are getting hot, I think the Cubs can get hotter. I think yeah, they have more star power. They've been there before. The pennant race doesn't scare them. Not that it would necessarily scare the Brewers, but they fell off last year. I trust the Cubs a little bit more based on their lineup. And their pitching has been inconsistent, but they got reinforcements of the bullpen and the starting rotation. I like the Cubs here. It's going to be closer than last year. I do think the Cubs pull it out, though, in the final weekend. Okay. So... But remember, the Brewers, they, they had their big losing streak right before the break. Right. So it's not going to happen. You know, that's the oh, rule. Oh, so they got it, got it out of that's the way. That's the rule. They can't lose 10 in a row at the end of the season. Uh, you'd better knock on some wood right that's there. That's the rule. Is this laminate? Uh, we'll pretend it's wood for you. There you go. <laughs> NL West, who you got? This, one, this one's fun, too. Um, right now, the, the Dodgers are tied with the Diamondbacks, mm-hmm. thanks to that series with the Brewers. Um, I, I think I still do like the Dodgers. Um, you know, they added Machado, and even though we did mention that, you know, he doesn't have as big of an impact as Kawhi would for right. the Raptors, you were right with that, of course. You know, it's your job. Thank you. But anyway, they've got another piece that they can play. They've got somebody who they can rely on for both fielding and for the bat. And I, I think, you know, with their pitching lineup, you know, they've got um, Kershaw leading, leading that whole team. And then um, they've got Jansen as well to close things up. I think they've got, you know, solid pitching and, and definitely some solid offense. Yeah, and they, they shored up their weaknesses by going after Machado, Brian Dozier. Uh, they have been hit with a lot of injuries this year, which kind of scares me a little bit. But I do think just the if you just look at this lineup and then the rotation, yeah. it's disgusting how much talent, pure talent they have. And pure talent doesn't always translate into wins, I know. But right. I think the Dodgers end up winning this division by at least five games. I think they at pull away. At least five games? At least five games. I'll, right. take, I'll take the under on that. You'll take the under? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm, I'm writing this in the document. By at least five games. So I booked it. Okay. So it's double double bet there. All, All right. right. So you've been kind of copying me a little bit. We have some differences. Sorry. NL wildcard. Now, I hope you can do a little bit better on this. I'll, I, I'm going to. Wow. So, so is this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not that hard. So, uh, I'm going to go uh, Diamondbacks and Cubs. Okay. Is that better? That is much better. Thank you. I don't tried. sleep on the Rockies either. They're right no, there as don't well. Don't sleep on them. Yeah, the, the balls fly higher in the Mile High City. That's right. Also, mm-hmm. second baseman DJ LeMahieu went to the same high school as me. Really? Mm-hmm. Brother Rice is spitting out some pretty decent prospects, I think. Yeah, once in a while we do. <laughs> you know, no big deal. Just a gold glove, all-star second baseman. Okay. Who so, do you got? I have the Brewers, since I predicted them to lose the division. Okay. And I also picked the Diamondbacks. Okay. But the Brewers are going to get the first wild card, so they're going to be able to host that wild card game. Ooh, and Miller, they're going to win it. Miller Park on a wild card game? Didn't the Brewers and Diamondbacks play in a wild card game a couple years ago? Or a, a, a division series, I feel like that happened. They might have. They should might have, have looked I, that up. Yeah, we should have. Oh well, I'm just throwing it out there that they did. We only have we only have one computer, and I have my phone. Right. No <laughs> research guy. We need a research guy. You yeah. know, like all Is the that big in your shows guys' do. budget. No, not yet. Maybe a producer. If you want to work for free, you could be our research guy oh. or girl person, research person, research person. anybody. Mm-hmm. If you can research, you're in. 
So there you have it, right. our division picks. Kellens are terrible. Thanks. We'll bring these back October 1st or whenever <laughs> the playoffs start. When we come back, football's also back. So we'll get to that. All right. Just, just football's back. Just wanted to. The more I say it, the Only happier three I get. words. Football is back. Back. Gotta love it. Yes. Also, Tiger and Phil, the match is set. Give you the details, make our picks, and also, what other one on one matchups should we see after this in all sports? We'll make our picks. Should we make this a draft? No, we can't draft that. Up to you. You're the I boss. do like doing drafts. Drafts are fun. I'll think about it over the break. Okay. You don't want to miss it. All right. Now back to the sports pen. Here's Blake Froling. Thanks again for joining us on your Thursday afternoon. Blake Froling and Kellen Buddy with you here. We had our own one-on-one matchup for golf. Mm-hmm. No one would pay to see that. But they might have. Mm, if they want to see some bad golf, they would have watched me. If they yeah. want to watch some above-average golf, they would have watched you. But I want more than above-average when I watch. Okay. So there is going to be a electric. I think it's fair to say electric for this matchup. That might be even an understatement. Okay. Tiger versus Phil is officially going to happen. Mm-hmm. We talked about this, what, a month ago when it first was rumored? Yeah. And now it is set. Tiger versus Phil, it's kind of set. It's going to take place either November 23rd or 24th, which is Thanksgiving weekend this year. Shadow Creek Golf Club in, appropriately, Las Vegas. They are going to do an 18-hole match. The prize is not official yet. $10 million was the original rumor. Probably around there. On a scale of 1 to 10, how good of a golf match do you think this is actually going to be? I wish I wish I could say it's going to be a 10. It's going to be a 9. It's still pretty good. And here's why. There's going to be a lot of downtime between these two shots. You know, you're not going to have other people that are hitting the golf ball between when Phil and Tiger tee good off point. and when they're walking to the next hole. So, obviously, they're going to have to figure something out. You know, obviously, I'm hoping they're going to telecast this game. They have to. That's the whole point. Good Lord. But hopefully they can find a way to, I don't know, maybe they just fill it with highlights of Tiger's career and Phil's career. Phil collapsing at winged foot. Tiger winning the 2001 Masters by double-digit strokes. I don't know. Highlights. Maybe (laughs) put highlights in. (laughs) Maybe do, like, other mini-games while, like... Have a long drive contest with some other random people at the course. Uh, Show that in between. Or uh, have other one-on-one matchups going on at this course. Get, like, Dustin versus Jordan Spieth. Have them get in on this. Have their own wager. Something. Because it is a lot of downtime. If you think about it, they both hit a shot. It's got to be at least three or four minutes in between shots. Yeah. That's a commercial break. Yeah. In TV... That's an eternity, as you would know. So, I mean, that is a lot to fill, and that could get kind of boring, actually. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's going to be cool kind of watching them walk down the fairway for the first couple holes or so, but after a little like, bit, you're going to be like, okay. It's kind of dragging on. I'm getting tired just watching them walk. Yeah, maybe give them carts. <laughs> Ooh, carts. And they have to be mic'd up the whole time, right? Oh, if they were mic'd up, that would be perfect. A little no, trash No talk? commentating? Ooh, I think you need some, but they also have to get out of the way. Just put Dave Faraday in there, and we're good. Oh, that would be wonderful. Yeah. Gary McCord in there, too. Oh, yeah. 
get them in there. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> Live interviews, give commentary of their own shots. Have them be the commentators. Oh, yeah. How about that for the other person? I like that. Do you think they're still actually enemies right now? Or is no. it like a frenemies thing? No, I think, I, think they're on, I think they're on good terms. Darn. It's they're on good terms. They've been playing practice rounds together basically all year. They played a practice round at Augusta. They, uh, they played one in the U.S. Open. and um, That's not as fun. If this was in 2004 when they hated each other or oh, yeah. supposedly this hated each other. This would have been great. Oh. That's another reason why it's a 9 and not a 10. Right. A little, this is 5, 10 years too late. Mm-hmm. But it's still better than nothing. Yeah. So the odds, Vegas odds on this, Tiger is favored. He's minus 130. Phil is plus 110. So that means for Tiger, you'd have to bet $130 to win 100. For Phil, you'd, if you bet 100, you'd win 110. Okay. So who are you taking with those odds? I usually like to bet the underdogs because, I don't know, better payout. It's more fun. You know what I'm saying? You feel cooler when you win. But I like Tiger. I like Tiger. He is playing some better golf right now. He's playing great golf right now. He's tied for fifth at Bridgestone. But this is in November. This is in November. So there's it's a lot be of a time. Bit chilly, even though it's in Vegas. It will not be chilly in Vegas. You don't know that. If it's 80 degrees, maybe that's <laughs> there'll be they'll be wearing sweaters or yeah. something. So there's a lot of time for for them to prepare. The games could change. Tiger could fall off. Phil could get hot. Both these guys can get red hot. But what I'm afraid of, if one of them pulls ahead by like four strokes in six holes and it's just a blowout the rest of the time, nobody's going to watch that. Yeah, I mean, it could get out of hand very quickly and obviously with, you know, ratings and and stuff. Do you think one of them would sandbag it to keep it close? For the sake of the game, I hope not. But I think for the entertainment value, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. I hope it doesn't. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know why. People, I don't know why anybody would do that, but you know, if they, if they have to, I don't know. I don't know. You I, duff a flop shot out of the sand. And, yeah, exactly. You know, make it look natural. Yeah. But I don't know. You need to keep the people hooked. Do you think Tiger's gonna wince and fall to his knees? Ooh, maybe. Ooh. First, first hole, he's gonna do that kind of like he did at the British Open, except he had dust in his eye and everybody overreacted. Right. Right. Where Phil just oh. hooks one into the woods like in winged foot, you know. Yeah. Just falls off a little bit. 18th hole, a little pressure. But if they go down to the 18th hole tied, $10 million on the line, that's must-see TV. Oh, yeah. And they picked a great time, Thanksgiving, where everybody's watching TV all day, every day. You know, and that what, weekend. it's going to be a Friday or a Saturday, correct? I believe so. No football on. <laughs> Perfect. No other sports to watch. Perfect. Maybe some hockey. College basketball. Some basketball. Yep. Yeah. I like it. I'm picking Tiger, though. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. So Good stuff. This, this got me thinking, though. Because I'm always thinking content. Mm-hmm. It's all part of the game. You have to. What other one-on-one matchups in other sports do you want to see? Now, it could be past players, current players. My list is all current players. Okay. With one asterisk. And you'll see why. But I'll let you go first. Okay. How, how many did you have in mind? Did you write any of these down? I think I'm kind of just going to wing it here. Okay. Just um, like your uh, wild card predictions. Y- yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll wait till the last segment. We'll see how you handle that one. Oof. Um, I think I'll start with basketball. Okay. This is probably it's most natural. People are thinking about this right now. MJ versus LeBron. Okay. You really can't. I mean, you can go many different ways, but I think that would be the one that people are most interested in seeing. 
I agree. I think that's too easy, though. It is too easy. That's why I picked it. So that's why I didn't pick it. All <laughs> oh, right. Oh, look at you. Now, see, I went, I went a step ahead because that's what I do for the people. I picked one one-on-one matchup for each sport. Okay. Football, baseball, basketball, hockey. One-on-one. Am I doing that, too? If you want to. Okay. Uh, I just thought that'd be fun. Okay. My first one, basketball. Both current in their current forms, Michael Jordan versus LeVar Ball. That would be fun, too. Because LeVar... I thought, I thought about bringing LeVar into that. I, I, I honestly thought about it. Because LeVar keeps tra- talking trash. Mm-hmm. So I want current 50-some-year-old MJ versus 50-some-year-old LeVar Ball one-on-one. I think that would be fun. I feel like Michael Jordan would win 11 to nothing. Probably. I really don't think LeVar Probably. would score. No, he definitely wouldn't. He's too old. Mm-hmm. Even though they're like the same age. <laughs> yeah. Roughly. Exactly. Just... Because it's ridiculous. Michael Jordan definitely stays in shape. Mm-hmm. He's not lazy. All right. Baseball. Baseball. So this would be like a pitcher versus batter matchup. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, what other one-on-one matchup can there be? Yeah, I don't know. Do you need a time? Because I've got mine right here. You can go. Yeah, All right. you can go. We'll this go snake is, draft. So we saw this. So the one I was originally going to pick, we already saw. Max Scherzer versus Mike Trout. That's the one I wanted. But we saw that in the All-Star game. Okay. So cross that off the list because it already happened. I want to see Justin Verlander versus J.D. Martinez. That would the, be cool. The teammates side of it. Yep. Two, and not just because they're teammates, but Verlander's one of the best pitchers in the game right now. Martinez is arguably the best pure power hitter right now in the game. So that in itself makes it a compelling matchup. The fact that they were friends and teammates just makes it even better. That's my number one. Interesting. I don't know how I can live up to that. I really don't. Right. It's all right. I really don't. I think I think I'm gonna pick the teammate aspect of it, but from a different standpoint. I'm going Clayton Kershaw versus Kirk Gibson. Oh, you're going way back. Yeah. Okay. That would be that would be fun. We got the same clutch scenario. We got the World Series. You know, so, games, so this games is on the line. Kirk Gibson where he's injured. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's unfair to him, even though it worked out all right mm-hmm. against Denner Seckersley. But mm-hmm. okay, who do you I, think would win that? I don't know. That's why I picked it. I honestly, it's too I feel, close to call. I feel like Gibson would strike out. You think so? Yeah. Kind of with that like delayed release that Kershaw's got yeah, going. That's going to mess him up. And he's injured too. Still, healthy may be different. I I I'm picking Kershaw on that one. Okay. I, oh yeah, we didn't pick. I still like my pick. Uh, Justin Verlander versus JD. Who would win that one? Oh. I think Verlander would win that. I wouldn't be surprised if JD went yard on him. I don't think I wouldn't. I, I mean, I wouldn't either. But I'm picking JD. You're picking JV. I'm picking JV. Okay, this will never we'll, junior this varsity. Is, it's a prediction, but we'll never be able to see this play out. Yeah, all it, right. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Football. I did wide receiver versus cornerback. Okay. If there's another matchup that you could think of that would be playable, I don't know. But I did. See, I did all current players except for the MJ one. So I didn't think back to past. If I'm going past, I'm going Calvin Johnson versus Deion Sanders. That would be cool. That would be my number one. But my current one, Jalen Ramsey versus Julio Jones. Okay. Why like not? That. Why not Odell Beckham Jr. That Week One matchup. Oh, they playing? Yeah. Oh. Giants Jags. That's Week One. You didn't oh. hear all that? Oh, that's a good matchup. Oh yeah. I love Jalen Ramsey. Oh, he's the man. Trash talker extraordinaire and backs mm-hmm. it up. Oh yeah. And Julio, he held out. So he's got to prove that he's worth all that money. I like it. So both have something to prove. Definitely. What about you? I See, this one's tough because, like, in football, like, 
what you want to pick a quarterback, you'll pick what a defensive lineman or a linebacker. Yeah, that's the tough part. I uh, it's so hard unless See, you want to do a skills challenge, quarterback versus quarterback. I don't know. Oh, I kind of like that. I kind of okay. like that. I think I think I'll do that. Um, well, so we got like a clock. So imagine we got a clock and you got to hit the targets. Okay. You know, uh, you got maybe you got some pressure. I don't know. Maybe okay. maybe a little bit. I'm going Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. I would go. Aaron Rodgers versus Brett Favre. Oh, How about that? Little little Packers, yeah, little, little Packers, Packers challenge. Thing. Yeah, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. That would be very cool. All right, our final one because we want to save some time. Unfortunately, for our final segment, mm-hmm. hockey. So I did a shootout. You know, okay. I mean, I don't know what else you would do. Yeah, unless you could do one on one, I guess, forward versus defenseman, but it's not as fun. So I did a shootout. Okay. Uh, I did. I was a little split here, but I ended up going Sidney Crosby versus Pecorine. Okay. I feel like both of them have a little flash. Uh, Rene is, he's known for the, he misses some of the easier saves. Yeah. But he makes those crazy stand on your head saves. So just from a pure entertainment aspect, I feel like that'd be a great matchup. I like that too. I'll go shootout mode too, but I'm going to pick Pavel Datsuk. And on the back end, defending the cage, I got Martin Brodeur. Oh. Arguably the best goalie of all time. That's a good one. I like it. Ooh, I like that one. I see. Kind of like yours better. You see what Pavel's got up his sleeve? <sighs> the magic man. All the time. I love it. Yeah, you weren't going to beat me in the hockey one. No, I, I knew one. that too. <laughs> so I was like, I'll just throw it out here. All right, well, so those right. are our one-on-ones. Final segment coming up. Absolutely do not want to miss this. We're going to post video online. I have to, you know, they say eat crow, right? That's the saying. But I'm going to eat a red-hot cayenne pepper instead. Because I lost a bet. Would you rather eat a crow? Is it cooked or raw? It's raw. Just dead crow off the side of the street. Yeah, because I'd probably die, get some kind of disease. Yeah. At least I probably won't die from the pepper. Guess we'll have to right. find out. Find out after this on the sports pen. Final segment here on the sports pen on ESPN UP. Blake Froling and. Helen Buddy with you here. So if you're just joining us, I'm a man of my word here. And I'm in it for the people. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to say. These might be my final words because last I hope, week... I hope not. Yeah, well, we'll see. Okay. Last week, Kellen and I had a golf bet at Sage Run, and I lost. We agreed that the loser would have to eat a pepper on air... And then try to complete the segment without drinking milk or whatever, as go as long as possible while trying to hold an actual conversation. Mm-hmm. So that'll be me. You ready? Hold. We are filming this. This is online, Facebook, Twitter. Hold it up. Kellen's holding up our pepper here. Get as close to the thing. It's camera. a cayenne pepper. Mm-hmm. Uh, the person who checked us out at the register said "R.I.P." Yep. To me. Uh, so we searched far and wide. Yeah, we went to a couple different stores to mm-hmm. find it. They didn't this. have it. So I've got my milk here. I've got a jug of milk, and I've got a loaf of bread. I was told both are good for the heat. Uh huh. So and and you're not eating, you're not consuming any of this until I'm just the trying to hold over. out as long as possible. Okay. If if I feel like I'm gonna die, then I'm gonna tap out. But okay. I will give a genuine try not okay. to. All, All right. right. May I have the pepper? Yep. Now, do I have to eat all the way down to this end here? Yeah, you got to eat the whole thing. I don't even like peppers. All right, so (laughs) the topic we will be talking about while we're doing this 
because ESPN 8, the Ocho, is coming back August 8th. Big time. So we decide Power Rank. We love Power Rank. Mm-hmm. Top four sports that are going to be on ESPN 8, the Ocho, because there's about 20 of them, all right? Yep. <sighs> you just got to do it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, you want to go first while I chew? Make your oh. number one selection? Uh, yeah, I, I, I would be glad to. Uh, let's see. I got to get my list. Hold on. I'm, uh, I'm a big fan. Whoa. Is, is it hot? <laughs> okay, go. Uh, I'm a big fan of the, um, the ping pong championship. Everybody Love loves competitive ping pong. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> is it, is go that on. Hot? I got to keep going. Um, no, 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 wait. Oh. That, I didn't know if you had any explanation. Oh, oh, no. I mean, competitive ping pong. You see the Olympics? That stuff's wild. Very good. Big fan. I will go Fenway Hurling Classic. Have you seen hurling before? I have not seen hurling before. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah. It's, <laughs> imagine lacrosse, but there's like paddles instead of the little nets that they throw into, and you can run around and, and you can throw the ball to one another, but you whack the ball into like a, a soccer goal, and oh. that's hurling, and it's at Fenway. Okay. So that looked fun. That's I to, at Fenway. I had to look that up on... Um, on YouTube. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're up. All right. Uh, I'm oh. gonna I'm gonna pick Kabaddi. What's that? I think it's the one. Um, I think it's like a uh, Indi- Asian Indian sport. I, I'm pretty sure it's the one where you have to run around and tag people. <sighs> yeah. As quickly as you can in a single breath. In a single breath. Yeah. That's what they judge it on. Yep. Wow. How are you doing? I'm sweating. <laughs> All right. Is it is it is it that bad? It doesn't look nearly as bad as I thought it would be. <sighs> <It's>... <sighs> if you're just joining us, I'm eating a pepper because I lost a bet while trying to focus on this. <laughs> My next sport uh, is going to be chess boxing. Okay. So you do like <clears throat> a timed round of chess. You get like a minute to play chess, and then the guy's in the middle of a boxing ring. And then these guys fight for a round, oh. and then they go right back to playing chess. I thought it was like, they're like, it's just large-scale chess, like in the first Harry Potter movie. I thought so, too. Okay, so it's not that. No. All right. That looks fun. Do I have to eat the seeds part, too? Uh, you can just eat around it. You can eat the shell part around the seeds. Okay. Next sport. Okay. ESPN I... 8, Ocho, power ranking sports that will be on. Go. I like spike ball. Oh, you ever played you spike ball? It. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you can pick spike ball. No. It's not, we didn't decide this was a draft, so it's not like it's off the board. But even if we're power ranking, we have to be different. Okay. Spike ball. Explain it to people who don't know. Okay, so spike ball, it's like a mix of volleyball, four square, and probably some other things. Four um, square is good analogy. Yeah? You like that? Um, I tried. Uh, so basically, you bounce a ball on a little miniature trampoline, and... If the ball hits the ground, your team wins if you, if you hit it. Uh-huh. I don't know. I can't really explain it. The best way to explain it is for you guys to just watch it. It's like downward volleyball versus yeah. hitting it up. Yeah. You can hit it up to your teammate. Right. But um, for the most part, <laughs> for the most part, you're hitting it down. It's fun. Is this good enough, America? Yeah, that looks good. Yeah! I did it. I ate the pepper. Let's, let's finish this up here. Okay. What do we got? Uh, you got two more and I got one more? Yeah. Okay. Moxie Games. So this is like a mini games thing where they have about 15 different events. Wild events. 
I saw one where it was like battle juggling, where two people are juggling at the same time, but they try to like push each other out of the way and knock the juggling things off, and the first oh. person to drop it loses. That's intense. Trick shot pool, all these kind of things, all in one. Okay. Moxie games. I like that. Are you at number three or four? I'm at number four. Okay, last one. How you one. doing? Right, I'm okay. I'm, I'm surviving. Are you sure? Yep, number four. No milk or bread has okay. been consumed yet. <laughs> I'm powering through. All right, uh, hold on. Let me think. Let me look through my options. <sighs> I'm uh, Update for people who aren't watching. I'm sweating. My stomach is starting to burn a little bit. My mouth is on fire. It is a furnace. My lips are on fire. I do it for the people. Yeah, you do it for the people. I'm this really is, proud of you. This is worse than when I got my nose waxed on there. I'm uh, I'm looking. Because I'm a wimp for heat. All right. Hurry up, man. <laughs> All right. I was just stalling. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to pick cornhole, otherwise known Weak. here as bags. That is or true. Bag it's cornhole. Yeah. I, yeah, I say cornhole. Throwing, you say cornhole? Mm-hmm. Okay. I like bags. I lost count. I don't know if I did three or four. But you my did three. Li- okay, I did three. Mm-hmm. Premier League darts. Okay. There's a lot of pressure in each throw. If you watch videos, these crowds go nuts. The darty party. Yeah. You see that darty party yeah. video? Yeah. Goes, they go nuts for each little throw. Mm-hmm. So much intensity in each throw. I like that. Darts. It's intense. All right. I survived. I paid off you my look like you, you honestly don't even look like you need the milk. Really? Yeah. Because I'm going to like chug this once we finish. All okay. right. Thanks, Kellen, for joining me. Thank you. You listen, you're listening to ESPN UP WZAM East Marquette.